Good afternoon. My name is Dorian Lewis and I will be your moderator for today's class. Welcome to another lecture given by the members of the Southfield, Michigan branch. This is a school and not a church and neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as the result of a divine vision and revelation given unto our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We were incorporated in the state of California in the year 1958. We held classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Marvin Lewis, and the president is Dr. Edward Ewell. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit as they are contained in the original Hebrew texts. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted with Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted with God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted with Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means that Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew, Greek, nor Latin languages have any letters or characters in their alphabet that will produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Making such names as Jesus and Jehovah impossible renderings of the true name of our Heavenly Father and His Son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We've drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man cannot perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim, this is the word or son, a super incorporeal being 
that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation and we must know that name. Therefore, the simple yet intelligent question we should all ask ourselves is, what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the, excuse me, it is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of the most holy place, the holy place, and the court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary constitutional aims and objectives are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition skepticism and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons, operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained that there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. And at this time, we will- I'll set your text. I got it. At this time, we will like to call on Dr. Felicia Hamilton for a prayer and our scripture reading will be 
First Corinthians, the second chapter, read by Dr. Shirley Nelson. Let us all bow our hearts and minds in a moment of prayer to Yahweh. Heavenly Father Yahweh, we ask that you allow us to clear our minds of all worldly events as we take into consideration the things that you're going to say to us today through the vessels that you allow to speak. Allow us to be mindful that this is a precious gift that has been given to all of us and that we should not take it for granted. Yahweh, allow us to ask in our hearts and minds that we hear what you have to say. We chew on it, we assimilate it, and we ask that you maintain this beautiful gospel in all of our hearts and minds and allow us to maintain the integrity of this gospel until we remove these fleshly bodies and inherit the kingdom of heaven. Yahweh, all these things we ask in your son, Yahshua, the Messiah's name. Let us all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, class. I will be reading to you 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'll be reading out of the Holy Name Bible, containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testaments, critically compared with ancient authorities and various manuscripts. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of Yahshua the Messiah, of Yahweh, excuse me. For I determined not to know anything among you save Yahshua the Messiah and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of Yahweh. How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of Yahweh hidden in a mystery, which Yahweh have ordained before the ages unto our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the king of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which Elohim have prepared for them that love him. But Yahweh have re revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of Yahweh. For what man knoweth the things of a man? save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of Elohim knoweth no man, but the spirit of Elohim. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of Elohim, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of Yahweh. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Spirit teaches revealing spiritual things to spiritual persons. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of Yahweh, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can be known them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who have known the mind of Yahweh that he may teach it? 
but we who have the mind of the Messiah. I have read 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. We'd also like to thank our visitors. Uh, we have a, a brief announcement for our speakers. If you're called on, please uh, look out for the five-minute bell and please acknowledge the five-minute bell. And for our first speaker, it is a pleasure to call on Dr. Dwan Nelson. Uh, good afternoon, class. Good afternoon. And uh, this comes as quite a surprise. I just got just logged in and I heard the last bit of the scripture lesson. And uh, but it's indeed a pleasure to um, to be here again to hear this great gospel. And the last couple um, verses of the scripture lesson. I kind of, you know, got to send my own prayer. It seemed like I was running around. I looked up and it was time to log on to class. And I asked Joshua to uh, clear my mind of these worldly distractions and to, you know, purge me from, you know, all the things that uh, get in the way when it seems like sometimes that you're trying to concentrate and hear this great gospel and hear things that are pertinent to your soul salvation. And so I ask that uh, now that uh, you know I'm being called to have something to say today, I ask that Yeshua, you know, um, edify the body, and if there's anything that I can say to help in that space, that Yahweh contributes that. Um, for it is truly the Holy Spirit that is preaching this gospel. I am so happy to be here and happy to um, be a part of this. Uh, ribbon set aside at this end of this age to hear uh, the things uh, concerning our Heavenly Father uh, and spirit and truth. And uh, it's really a humbling thing as we um, learn more, Yahweh causes us to learn more, understand. It's really a humbling thing um, to, you know, realize that, you know, this is something that, um, you know, doesn't happen to everybody. You know, it doesn't happen to everybody. Everyone is not um, chosen to hear this great gospel. Um, it makes me think of, uh, I was thinking on this a couple of days ago about um, uh, many are called, but few are chosen. I think that's how it goes. And, um, you know, at any given time, you might have, uh, never come across anything concerning Yahweh, but then you come across this or Yahweh calls you to uh, hear something about this great gospel. Uh, and then you get a glimpse of it. And if he pricks your, your pure mind, I believe that's how it's worded. If he pricks your, um, you know, causes you to be in a space where you want to know something about this gospel, because I understand even that is something that's given to Yahweh. Uh, even if you are, you know, my, nature or a knowledge seeker or someone who wants to you know read up on things this is this doesn't fall in that category this is not something that you can select to i want to you know know more about yahweh has to cause you to even want to hear it even want to you know uh, entertain it. as we have many of us have had conversations with um friends and family that uh, you know 
are not in the gospel. And you can see the different reactions. Sometimes you might come across somebody who might say, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, sometimes you come across people who, you know, adamantly shut it down with no, and you really don't know who's going to, you know, listen or who's not. This is all by invitation. This is all by direct invitation from the creator of heaven and earth. Uh, so if you are sitting on one of these calls, I know some of us, uh, you know, had the time, you know, adjusting from being in person to at home. But if you're sitting on one of these calls, if you're sitting in your in the conference in your own home um, and able to pull up a transcript by desire or pull up a, a Dr. Kim lecture by desire or uh, an innate um, need or want to know more about your Heavenly Father, count yourself as blessed. That's not a thought that just kind of goes past everybody's mind. It just goes across your mind. I want to know something about my Heavenly Father and, and truth and spirit. Um, so I'm just happy to be here. I'm not going to have a whole lot to say, but I do want to uh, get over there. First uh, Corinthians of 15, uh, declaring to you the gospel. And uh, let's just start there. Uh, when we come to find out, it's coming to the schools that this is the result of a divine vision and revelation that was given to our founder, Dr. Henry C. Kelly, in the year 1931. And this divine vision and revelation ultimately um, has proven um, to, if you're sitting here, whether, you know, whether it's for the 12th time or the 12,000th time, has proven to be the demarcation that sets this across from everything away from, apart from, excuse me, everything else that you can come across. Um, because it's truly the gospel of Yahshua the Messiah. We're talking about the Savior uh, who died um, that horrible death for the sins of mankind. The only one, the only Savior that, that uh, accomplished this, this is his gospel. And that divine vision and revelation was an understanding that was given from the creator himself uh, so that mankind could begin to learn and understand something about their heavenly father. So what is this gospel and why is it so important? Um, so we can go ahead and read that real quick. That's 1 Corinthians 15 and 1. Okay. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein ye stand, mm -hmm. by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you. Unless now, you have I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Nelson. Now, this, is, this is Paul, correct? Yes. That's talking here. Now he's talking and he's saying uh, uh, over to the Corinthians. Now he's declaring the gospel. Go ahead and, and start that over, Gil. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you. Now this is the gospel that was preached to you in which we stand. And it's the same gospel by which we are saved. Now, here's the conjunction that says, if he keep if, in memory, uh huh, read. If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you. Now, if we keep in memory what he preached unto us, read. Unless ye have believed in vain. Now, unless we believe in vain. So, this is, a, this is what he's saying. So, now, if we keep in memory what has been taught, 
And this is important because, you know, uh, Yahshua Messiah, who's the Holy Spirit, I talked about Yahshua Messiah being the Holy Spirit, him being the teacher, him teaching us all things and bringing back to our memory whatsoever that he said. So now we are, it's important one that we come to find out that there's something that we have to know and that's important as knowledge for us to know. And it's also important for that knowledge to be inside of us, so to be uh, retained. So we can keep in memory what Yahshua has said to us. So we kind of find out that this gospel, what Yahshua has taught to us, had taught us are, is truth, it's life, it's power, it's what sustains us. So it's, it's, uh, it's so much, you know, just in these words. And this is one of the things that uh, coming down to the school has taught us. And we've learned words all our life, being in physical schools and different, you know, accreditations and things of that nature. And it's to, you come down to here and you understand that the, the words, they mean something. They're very significant, how it's said, when it's said, who it's talking to. Who's it talking about? These things are very significant. So Yahweh is causing us again. It's been pointing out, I've uh, been pointing out a lot lately in these and uh, in, in the lectures that this is a school. So we're here to learn something. We're here to be trained. Uh, you know, I um, mess around with music. I've never been classically trained. And now you can tell a person who's been classically trained, taught theory, music theory, and uh, you know, no, uh, knows uh, they can pick up one instrument, and a lot of times that knowledge, if they have that music theory, kind of translates to another instrument because they're talking about the same notes and chords, and so that's why you'll see a lot of times if someone is classically trained in one instrument, it's easier for them to pick up another. So these are things that versus someone who doesn't know. Now me, I'm stumbling. I might come across a couple notes or whatever because I'm not classically trained. But what Yahshua is causing us to be is classically trained in the way of our father. Talking about knowing our father's business, talking about understanding our father's purpose. So now that we are trained, so now it's no more haphazardly stumbling upon something, if you could, and, and, you know, if you even could concerning Yahshua, but knowing something for a surety. And that, this knowledge has the ability to save your life, both physically and spiritually. Save your life, you understand? Go ahead and continue reading, Dr. Nelson. Third verse. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that the Messiah died for our sins according to the scriptures. Right. Now, this is what we received, how Yahshua the Messiah died for us according to the scriptures. Now, the world believes that, you know, in this, uh, this made-up Savior, Jesus Christ, and the reason why we use this, uh, these terms like made-up, and I know sometimes that can sound offensive, but when you start to go back and to learn uh, the history on how things came about, um, you know, these names, these religions, these uh, customs, these traditions, they were made up. They were strung together, ca um, carried on, passed on, modified over the years. But at the end of it, at the root of its, of their existence, they're made up. They have, they have Yahshua the Messiah or they have Jesus Christ completely opposite on what Yahshua Messiah is, see. Now, Yahshua Messiah came to fulfill the things that are written about him. Where the world has Jesus Christ came coming in to set up or to institute a way of showing us how to live. 
but a lot of organizations they call themselves New Testament uh, Christians or New Testament believers because they believe in this Christ who came in to set up and show them how to live. But the Messiah was coming in to conclude or to fulfill or to end the things that were already written about him. And see, what we didn't know before coming, uh, sitting under this school and, and listening to this divine vision and revelation and being taught by the Holy Spirit is that the, the story started back in what, what the people call the Old Testament or, you know, or the volume of the book. See, as the Messiah talks about, let's go ahead and um, pick it up where the Messiah is talking to his disciples and where he talks about um, uh, he began to smile. And then we're going to we're going to go back. Now, this scripture that we just got finished reading was talking about the gospel of how Yahshua Messiah died, buried, resurrected according to the scriptures. So we understand that now this death, this burial, this resurrection is very, very important. So go ahead and pick that up, uh, please, Rita. Uh, that would be <clears throat> Luke 24, and I'll start at, um, uh, let me go up to, I'm sorry, just a second. Luke 24, and hmm, I'll go up to 25. Okay. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Messiah to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Now, see, we, we read down, it, it's saying, uh, you know, now this is what was wrote about him. But again, this is what takes the, the vision or understanding or Yahshua to impart. So they had these scriptures. They had these, uh, you know, uh, the law and the prophets. Uh, their Torah, they had all of these things, but they had no idea on what it was talking, what it was pointing to, what it was saying. So aren't, this is so slow of hearts to believe all of the things that the prophets had said concerning this one who we who were, who were looking at, who were witnessing. Go ahead and read. Ought not the Messiah to have suffered these things right. and to enter into his glory? Right. And beginning in Moses mm -hmm. and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So now he expounded, which we when we look it up, that word means uh, to explain in great detail. So he went into great detail uh, uh, of the expounding about all those things that were written in the scriptures that were concerning him. So again, here we have the Messiah revealing or giving an understanding to his uh, you know, uh, to the ones that he's talking to here. So it's the same principle. We didn't know that we didn't know what Yahshua the Messiah, that he had a mission. We didn't know that our Heavenly Father, that he was operating by a divine purpose and pattern, uh, systematically operating. We didn't know that. We had no clue. We had our ideals and our concepts about God being, you know, doing whatever he wants to do, how he wants to do it. We're just here kind of fending and making it. But we see that the Messiah, after coming down to these schools and understanding something about our father, that he has, he had a, a divine plan. He had an operation, a pattern on how he operated. Now we're talking about this death, this burial, this resurrection. And what I want to do, we can bring up the uh, elementary chart. And I just want to kind of go through a couple of things. I'm not going to be up here long, but just a couple of things that Yahshua has shown us since coming down to this school, sitting under this uh, divine vision and revelation. And we're talking about this death and this burial and this resurrection. Now, that, uh, the event of uh, uh, the Messiah's death, burial, and resurrection 
was the culmination or the fulfillment or the conclusion of all those other things that were testifying to his death, his burial, his resurrection. But we saw it early on. He gave us glimpses of it early on or examples of it. These things were set in place to testify, to show that this system that was set in place always was. It was the death, the burial, the resurrection, right? Yahshua the Messiah. And this is typifying something. So let's go ahead and look over here at, um, I want to start at uh, Noah. If we could pick it up right um, right where uh, uh, Yahweh is talking to uh, Noah and commissioning him to build the ark. Now, one of the reasons why, or let me put it this way, the reason why we come down here is for soul salvation. That's why we come. At least I'm going to speak for myself. That's why I come. I come to understand something about my Heavenly Father, which awards us life eternal in the next age. That's why we come. We come to escape the imminent death and peril or destruction of this physical world. Anything outside of Yahweh or anything that's not a part of Yahweh, that's destroyed. We, I, I don't want, I don't, we don't want that. I know I don't want that, right? So this is why we come down. Now, Yahshua the Messiah was offered up to be, Yahweh took on shape and form to deliver his son from that peril, from that destruction. He came to, to, uh, to save, and that's why he came in. That's why that name, it means Yahweh is salvation, or Yahweh is the savior. This is, this is what this, this is whole thing was about. The Yahshua the Messiah, his death, his burial, his resurrection was going to accomplish salvation. Now, and through that salvation, there's so much things that we are awarded protection, safety, uh, love, peace, joy, happiness. Through this salvation, we awarded all of these things. So here we are in uh, talking to Noah and Yahweh's, I'm gonna let the reader pick it up, uh, where uh, Yahweh's commissioned this Noah. Yahweh looked at the, uh, uh, the condition and the state of, of mankind and he grieved him. Mm -hmm. uh, and so now Yahweh, is going to destroy the world with water. And then he gives this vision to Noah. So go ahead and pick that up real quick. That's Genesis 6 and 12. And Yahweh looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Mm -hmm. and Yahweh said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Right. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shall thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without. Mm. Should I continue? So well, let's pick up where, uh, let's pick up uh, where we're at the, uh, the entering of the ark, when they're entering an ark. So just to recap and, uh, and to summarize uh, what the readers just read. So again, Yahweh is, getting ready prepared to destroy the earth now what we didn't realize is that 
life itself, Yahweh has set us up in cycles, right? Or it's uh, it's a death. There's a burial, there's a resurrection. Right now, if you're in Michigan, you're looking at the burial of time of the year. I'm sitting right now looking outside of my window and everything is covered in snow. The trees, they have no leaves on them. They have no life, uh, you know, other than they're in a dormant state and everything is covered over, right? I let my dog out. And she's so confused that she's trying to find, she's a, you know, a pup, she's under a year. So this is her, all this stuff is her first snows, right? And she's trying to figure out where can I use the bathroom? Because, you know, the dog's a creature, so they go. And she's trying to find, so, and she gives up. And it's funny just watching her because everything is buried. Everything is covered over, right? And so now we're at this time that we see that uh, after understanding something about this gospel, that this is Yahweh's pattern. You have a deaf you have a burial, you have the resurrection. And we do it every single day. So we would take the food that we eat, the food that gives us life, it has to be plucked up uh, from its source. And either you eat an animal, today, this morning, I had bacon and eggs and um, some pancakes with a couple apples on it. And so that, uh, that bacon came from an animal source, that animal had to die. Right, the, those eggs, uh, those egg, you know, the the, uh, the protein, the, the everything that comes from the uh, from the the apples and some of the stuff that the, your body just discards. But those those nutrients and those vitamins, those are essential for me to live. So I consume them. Then they are buried inside of my body, right? And they you know they resurrect. Uh, they give me the energy, or they or they don't. You know, they give me uh, uh, the vitamins that I need. They give me the substance that I need to continue to go on, right? And so that I can continue to live. The human body, every single more, every single day, needs to go through a death. Scientists call sleep the closest thing to death. Uh, so your body lays down, completely goes into a rest or a hibernation or a slumber state. And in this state, your body can repair itself, can heal. You're not feeling well. A lot of times we work a lot of hours and we, we are, uh, you know, uh, you know, get lethargic and I'm just so tired. And the body goes down into this death-like state and it has the ability to regenerate itself. Right. And a lot of times, if you're like me, especially in this wintertime, you cover, you bury yourself in those in those covers. Right. So that's that body's laid down, it's locking it until death. Then it's buried, covered in those covers. And then next morning, Yahweh willing, we resurrect. Right. We are we are made new. And sometimes you get up and you feel so refreshed because you got that sleep. Right, yawn, and you say, "Oh, I feel so much better." Thank you, Yahweh, for another day. Right, and so we see that our bodies, whether it be our ecosystem of our food, our our physical lives themselves, go through this pattern. The seasons of the year, everything operates by this pattern. Now, this is all dictated because Yahshua, the Messiah, would eventually come in to die, bury, and resurrect. So now, what we're looking at. When Yahweh starts to show you his pattern or his system or his purpose in operation, then you can now start to see it in everything. Now, what does this do? It solidifies your faith. It substantiates that Yahweh is who he says he is. And see, we have come down here at the end of an age and we are seeing magnificent things all coming to the proof 
of our Heavenly Father's existence. It is so sometimes even, even the grievous things that you can understand sometimes, even what Paul was saying, I revel in tribulation, because even you see the grievous things in your personal life and of the world, it substantiates Yahweh's presence. It confirms it. So now you know that Yahweh is not a lie. And now you also know that 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 great thing that he said that was awaiting for his sons, that's not a lie either. See, so those these things, these things solidify your belief. It renews, uh, you know, saying your um, your faith, if you will, in Yahweh. So now let's take a look at this, uh, these pattern or these things, these uh, examples that Yahweh has given us. All right. So now we're looking at this. Uh, all right, go ahead and reread. I'm sorry, let me cut you off. You want it uh, back in Corinthians or? No, no, we're, we're, no. we're, entering, we're entering to the ark. Seventh chapter, Dr. Nelson. And actually, That's you know what, before before we go to the seventh chapter, we, we were talking about the construction of the ark. That's what I really wanted to get to. I wanted to get where he talks about the, the upper deck, making it, see that you make it an upper deck, a middle deck, and Lord, I want to go into that just a little bit, please. And I'm sorry, I'm terrible with the scriptures. Okay. Okay, that's back in the sixth chapter again, and I'll start at the 13th verse there. Mm -hmm. And that's Genesis 6 and 13. And Yahweh said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Mm -hmm. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shall they make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, the height of it 30 cubits. A window shall thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shall thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shall thou set in the side thereof. With lower, second, and third stories shall thou make it. Mm -hmm. So now we're looking at this arc, and as you, can, as you guys can see uh, the chart here, we see this arc, and we've probably seen pictures of this arc before, but he said, I make it a lower, a, a second, and a third, or upper deck, or lower deck, middle deck, and an upper deck, mm -hmm. right? And so these things testify to the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, right? So, I, and these three are one. So this is what we're looking at, an example. So again, before knowing something about uh Yahshua's purpose plan and pattern Yahweh's purpose plan and pattern we didn't we didn't look at we weren't tying these things together so we didn't know that these were allegories or examples or they were direct correlations to the Godhead if you will or the supernal nature of Yah of, of Yahweh so that ark made lower deck um middle deck upper deck or the father upper deck middle deck lower deck or the father the word the holy spirit these three are one, as we read over there, uh, John. Those, these three are one. Now, this ark is representing, again, the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit. Now, this ark is also representing salvation, mm. right? So this is a correlation to Yahshua the Messiah. Yahweh said that he was, Yahweh Elohim said that he was going to destroy the face of the earth, right? It's going to wipe man out off the face of the earth. So we're going to we're going to continue reading now. We're going to pick up where uh, they're entering into, uh, or at the beginning of the flood, if you will. Uh, that is Genesis, the seventh chapter. Mm -hmm. 
And Yahweh said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteousness before me in this generation. Okay. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth, 40 days and 40 nights. Mm -hmm. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Now, so Yahweh has given this vision to uh, Noah and given him explicit instructions uh, in order to build this ark, gave him instructions to build this ark. Now it's come the time for them and his family to enter the ark. And there's so many principles in this story uh, um, that existed in this story uh, of Noah's ark. Uh, and when we kind of realize that these things are not just stories, but these things are actual factual events that happen. And a lot of people have a uh, you know, hard time wrapping their mind uh, uh, around these things. But see, when you get a chance to know something about your Heavenly Father, as he really is and actually is this one, you know that all things are possible in, the, in Yahweh. That's number one. And number two, that you have seen his power demonstrated over and over and over and over again. Uh, again, this helps to solidify or, or set up that faith that you have in, in your father, see? But see, these, these, uh, these uh, family that Yahweh has called, again, now Yahweh is getting ready to destroy the world and eight souls at the end of this age were the ones that were entering into this, uh, to this ark of safety. They talked about it being the one door. So there was one way in. It talked about it being the one window that uh, they gave it a light. And so Yahshua the Messiah, he in fulfillment comes in and says, I am the way. And where are we at? And uh, can we get on that uh, lower part of that chart? And Yahshua the Messiah comes in and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. See, Yahshua and John 101 said, and in the beginning was the word, the word was with Yahweh, the word was Yahweh. Something about everything that was made by him was uh, was made by this word, and that word was the light, and the light was the life of man. So we are over here in the in, the, uh, in this ark, and we see that there's one light, one window. So it's one light of the world. There's truly one light that shines above all light. So we have in our sky a type and a shadow of that sun. That's the light of the entire planet or the entire world, right? It, everything that lives gets is from a, this from a physical standpoint gets its life or direct light life from that sun mm. and that's a physical example because Yahshua comes in and he says i am the light of the world that's right and this, this is the holy spirit right so he is the true light which is the life of all mankind given that light or that life or animation we learned back in in um in Genesis, and he said that uh, that he formed the man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed in man and began, and man became a living soul. So Yahweh is showing us that these things are putting putting this whole thing together, where we can see that these things are, are true. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't turn my sound so off. I apologize. So now we see that Yahweh, he's wrapping this thing or, or putting it together so you can understand. So, so again, we see this art, and this art 
it's three uh three um father word holy spirit or three levels upper deck middle deck lower deck representing the father the word the holy spirit these three on one and now they're entering into this ark unto salvation yashua messiah is the ark of safety or our salvation see uh, then the flood came, and we're gonna. I'm gonna jump ahead after you know, so we can get to the next story, and I'm gonna be down. But then that flood came. Thank you. I see the bell. Uh, uh, the flood came, see, and uh, and uh, destroyed man off of the face of the earth. See, everything was drowned, it was covered. So, we're talking about that death. So, here's that death that takes place, and Yahweh killed that. Uh, killed uh, the world by or destroyed the world by that water, that death, and they were inundated in the water. Talked about that water uh, receded. We talked, and I can't uh, quote it, uh, but the water buried everything. See, we're talking about covering mountains and everything. See, and that ark was the only thing that resurrected to the top. So here you have that death, that burial, and that resurrection again. This is typifying the one that was coming to die, bury, resurrect. That same one was going to be our ark of safety. That same one was the truth, the way, and the light. See, or the life, or the light of mankind. See, it was only one way into salvation. And we take a look at that, uh, the way, the truth, the life. See, we see that it's a narrow. So there's one way into life. And we took, this was brought out again. See, uh, you know, in a more recent class, talking about from a natural standpoint, birth. There's only one way unto life uh, in a, from a physical standpoint. See, that uh, spermatic fluid and that egg has to, uh, uh, you know, have to come, excuse me, come together. And that's how uh, life is produced. That's only one way. Say, well, um, um, my mother was artific artificially inseminated. Still, we had, they had to take those frozen eggs, had to take that, uh, take that uh, spermatic fluid, put it together. See, uh, 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 put it back in, uh, you know, saying uh, into the host. There's still only one way into life. So Yahshua the Messiah, see, this is fulfilling these things. So we understand it now that the things that we thought were the reality were just mere reflections of the reality. We see physical births. Uh, or we're looking at the story of uh, the Ark of Safety of Noah, his family, um, to, to point out that Yahshua the Messiah was the true Ark of Safety, that he is the true means of salvation. So we see that death, burial, resurrection in that story. And then real quick, we talk about um, Abraham over here. Uh, and when Abraham was given a promise um, uh, by Yahweh Elohim that he was going to uh, become a father, he was going to multiply his seed, and that seed would eventually become what we know as Israel. Uh, but that that seed would inherit uh, uh, would inherit the land that Yahweh had provided or that was given to them. Uh, so, but Sarah, who was in these were uh, 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 Abraham and. Uh, and Sarah was old in age, uh, see, and she was barren, and so she couldn't have uh, uh, children. And so Yahweh took something that was dead, see, planted life there, see. So she became she became um, uh, a fertilizer. Uh, Abraham and uh, Sarah uh, had that baby according to Yahweh's promise, see. Uh, and and uh, he said, "Now first, now you're gonna I'm gonna take this seed, and we're gonna I'm gonna give you this great land, but first you gotta go down to." Be untreated, even uh, uh, untreated, uh, or treated unevenly into a land that you know not of. And see, so took them down to Egypt, unto a, uh, 
harsh bondage under that Pharaoh reign in Egypt. And see, that was likened unto a death. And see, they were buried with customs and traditions that were down there in Egypt, suffering through hard labor and bondages that they were in there. See, and then Yahshua, a mighty hand, brought them out, talking about from that Red Sea, uh, you know, saying after that, uh, that final death play, brought them out. So that was likened unto a death, a burial, and a resurrection right there in, uh, in, in that story there. Again, this is all things that are pointing to Yahshua the Messiah's death, burial, and resurrection. Now, I did a horrible job butchering it up and, uh, you know, uh, trying to get through. But I want to say this. I want to say that Yahshua has showed us these things. We should never, ever take this thing lightly. Uh, to be able to sit here and to understand something about the gospel, to be able to understand that how Yahshua's death, burial, and resurrection was in fulfillment of the things that we have read and we've heard about all our lives, to give us a more perfect understanding about his operation or how he, uh, how he accomplished our salvation is a magnificent feat. You understand? There's so much stuff that is put in a, a man's mind. I don't mean man, I'm talking about mankind. From the time that he's born to the time, you know, to the time that he leaves this place. And 99% of it is nothing that's going to afford you salvation. And you get set aside to learn something, to understand something about Yahshua the Messiah, about your Heavenly Father as he really is and actually exists. We're talking about his operation. No more guessing or second guessing about how he accomplished it. No more thinking on is it real or is it not? These are things that still plague mankind to this day. And I could not imagine being in this time and place in, in history and not knowing for sure that there's a way out of it. It must be a most unsettling feeling, I would think. But Yahweh has given us his peace, his joy, his righteousness, his happiness in the Messiah not of our own, in the Messiah, which has got, gotten us to a place where we have are translating from this physical existence onto a spiritual thing, and that's the reality. I am so grateful for the opportunity to get a chance to say anything about my Heavenly Father. I hope that the body had got a chance to get something out of it, and if you did, our praises be to Yahshua the Messiah, our Savior. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Nelson. And for our next speaker, it's a pleasure to call on the superintendent of the Southfield branch, Dr. Jarrell Lewis. You may have to give him a few seconds. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Sorry, I had to come in another room. Um, uh, oh, this is my first time being called on Zoom, so um, it's definitely different. I like to give all praise and honor to Yash Yahweh through Yahshua Messiah. Um, I also would like to thank everybody that puts the Zoom together, the Dorians, Lawrence, Felicia's, um, the Clarissa. I know she moderates a lot and um, Dr. Sharon, Lewis, Shirley, Nelson, I know um, if anybody I forgot, I'm sorry, but I just appreciate that you guys have put this together. I've gotten pretty used to um, <laughs> Zoom now. It's weird because it was very weird at first, but I've um, gotten used to it, and I just appreciate that Yahweh gives us these different avenues to be able to still preach the gospel. Um, so I'm thankful for that also. 
Um, everybody knows it's been crazy times. Um, you know, here we have a newborn, so it's just a lot dealing with that, dealing with the pandemic. And um, but for the most part, we're all really good. Um, everything's good, and we've just been trying to stay focused on you know Yahshua the Messiah. Um, uh, like I said, I can't think of anything else to say. I'm really nervous right now. Being over the phone is just different. Um, so I take my seat in that sense. But I'm all praises to Yashua. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Lewis. And for our next speaker, it's a pleasure to call on from our Tampa branch, Dr. Karen Martin. Good afternoon, class. Good afternoon. Okay, it's my pleasure to be with you. I was just tuning in just to um, sit and listen to what's been going on. But I really want to say I am indeed happy to um, being a part of this divine vision and revelation. My um, background is gonna be a bit, um, a little bit disturbing and I don't want to interrupt class. So I want to say continue to preach the gospel while I tune in and continue to listen. Thank you, peace and love in Yashua. Peace and love in Yashua. Thank you, Dr. Martin, <clears throat> excuse me. And for our next speaker, it's a pleasure to call on Dr. Shirley Nelson. Good afternoon, everyone. Good and afternoon. Um, it, I also am very happy to be here today, uh, to be able to participate in this Zoom class. And I just wanna start out by saying that I really did enjoy the words of the previous speakers because I have learned to truly appreciate anything that I hear that gives praises and glory unto Yahweh Elohim through his son, Yahshua, the Messiah. Uh, this is a great gospel. It's a great teaching. It is an awesome blessing that Yahweh has given to us in this last day. Just the mere fact that he has opened up the hearts and minds of many who have set under the true gospel and have given them the revelation of his truth, of his gospel. Yahshua Messiah is the only teacher that there is. And I am grateful that it is the Holy Spirit that is doing the teaching. I want you to pick that up for me in scripture, if you will. Um, and I too, you know, you get on these, um, you get called to speak and you forget scriptures and where they are. But if someone can pick that up where it talks about the Holy Spirit being the teacher, and if you can pick it up, pick up the train of thought. Okay, that is All right, this 14. John, yeah, John 14. Mm -hmm. And I'll start at, uh, start at 25. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. Mm. But, the whole, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he mm. shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, I know that we have some people that are online when I looked at the uh, who was actually online, that we have some that are recently joining us, um, have been to classes before, but have not been years and years like many of us have. So I'm just gonna to try to stick with the basics of this teaching. 
Now, this is Yahshua Messiah. If you have a King James Bible, um, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. This is Yahshua, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. And those, and his words are written in red if you're reading out of a King James Bible. So a lot of people want to say, well, I just don't tell me anything except for what Jesus said. Well, this is what Jesus said. His true name being Yahshua the Messiah. Read, please. I, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, 27 verse. Peace I leave with you. Start at 26 again, please. Okay. 26 verse. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. So Yahshua Messiah is saying the Comforter, which is the same as the Holy Spirit. Now, that's something I didn't know before coming into this class. The Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. So this Comforter has a name. That's something else I didn't know until I became a part of this organization, this school. He, now what is the name? The name is Yahshua. That is the true name of the Heavenly Father. I want you to go over there and someone else get from me Philippians, where he talks about that name being the only name where there is salvation, is above every name. But continue to read over here in John, please. Okay. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So this Comforter, or this Holy Spirit, it's going to be that that teaches you all things. See, that was a reckoning to. This is, this is something Yahweh has to reveal to you. He will mm -hmm. teach you all things and bring all things back to your remembrance. So you know if you have to have something brought to your remembrance, there's a good chance there's a few things you might have forgotten. Right. I want somebody also to pick up for me the scripture over there where it says we're so easily removed. Mm -hmm. I can't, like I said, I can't call these scriptures right out. I know they are in the book, but I cannot call them right out. But I am thankful that Yahweh, through his son, Yahshua the Messiah, has kept me in this day. Mm -hmm. He goes on and finished saying, I want you to read the 27th verse, please. 27. Mm -hmm. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Now, now this, this is the Messiah, and I am sorry to interrupt you. I get so excited sometimes, and I've been asking Yashua, let me calm down when I have something to say. Because if I only could say two words with some understanding. Look, people, we're at the end of an age. We have no time to mess around with anything that this world has to offer. Yahshua is telling me, be about your father's business. Make it priority. Make it the first thing in your life. That's right. Dr. Kinley said, I mean, I'm just deviating a little bit. And I'm, I'm filled today. Dr. Kinley said, he said he wouldn't wish hell or that lake of fire on his worst enemy. It is absolutely incumbent that we recognize 
I know I put a lot of scriptures out there and I want the readers to kind of bring my, my bring it back to my mind, what I call mm -hmm. I also want you to go over there and get for me and hold in Matthews where he talks about the sign of the time. Mm -hmm. See, the fig tree. See, in other words, Yahweh is saying to me, in my heart and mind, know the time of the season that you're in. If you have never at any time in your life, surely first, been serious about knowing your heavenly father, how he really is and actually exists. Knowing and recognizing the Holy Spirit in you. And if you don't have it, to get it. To petition for it. To pray for it. Because this or that Holy Spirit in you is what will consume this body this flesh and take you over into the new earth state. At the instantaneous revelation of Yahshua Messiah, what he's looking for is that Holy Spirit or his son in you. If it ain't there, then you have no part. Now that's a reality. Just like the reality of the times we're in right now, we look out there, we're not mistaken. People talk about conspiracy theories, but you know for a fact that th this disease is killing people. Most of us know people that have died from it. So what are we supposed to do? Say that's just fake? You must, some, some people have seen their loved ones hooked up to ventilators and couldn't breathe, struggling to call on the name of Yahweh. You see what I'm saying? That's, COVID virus, that, back, that virus that has taken over this world, it affects and attacks the respiratory system, which is through the respiratory system. We come to understand when we first came into this teaching, just going back to those things in the beginning, we come to understand we breathe the name of Yahweh. And then when Yahweh calls Noah, or I'm sorry, not Noah, when Yahweh made man from the dust of the earth, and the scripture goes on to say, and he breathed into the man mm -hmm. the breath of life. He did not blow oxygen into the man. He breathed or he stepped into the man himself that he had formed from the dust of the earth. He stepped into that inanimate object and began to breathe. That's there. That's not a conspiracy theory. Everybody on the face of the earth breathes and will fight for it. Let someone try to take that breath from you. You'd fight for it. And rightfully so. So therefore, we know that that is real. He began to breathe into the man, and that's what we're breathing. But that old virus or that old negative spirit, and you can trace him from the very beginning of time, from his expulsion out of heaven, right on down to now, has always attempted to nullify the breath that's in you, breathing Yahshua, by the preaching of this gospel, he's always done that. His colors don't 
change. Same old soup, warmed over. Just trying to get you to see. See, this is how Yahshua is talking to me. That's why it's imperative that we understand where we're at. Mm -hmm. It's imperative to want to know or want to get away from the shucking and the jiving, so to speak. Surely first, everything else important. Take some time. See, go ahead. What, what scripture did I have? You've got Galatians 1 and 6, and then you okay. have 1 in Matthew. All right. Go ahead and then pick up Matthews real quick. You also have Philippians 2 and 5. Mm -hmm. I, okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Sorry. But pick up Matthews, if you will, real quick. Matthew 24 and 32. Mm -hmm. um, now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and put it forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. Mm -hmm. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Now earlier in that, he talked about how these things that he mentioned, right. wars and rumors of wars, pick up a few of them if you will. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'll go up to, was that 16? It's kind of long for if she begins yeah. at three, but she might want to <laughs> drop down. Okay, <laughs> I'll start at, uh, let me start at 11. And many, oh, let me start at three. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came into him privately saying, Tell us, when shall, the th when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the age? Mm -hmm. And Yahshua answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. Now, isn't that interesting that he says the first thing, take heed that no man deceive mm -hmm. you. So it seems to me that some man is going to try to, okay? Go ahead, read. For many shall come in my name, saying, mm -hmm. I am the Messiah, and shall deceive many. Mm -hmm. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. Now, I'm sorry again. That's okay. Me and a brethren was talking the other day, and we were talking about those wars and rumors of wars. And he brought out the fact, see, that war... When we think of war, we think of going over there, talking about warring over there in Israel or Russia. I'm talking about from a natural standpoint. Mm -hmm. Oh, we hear about the war over here on the, and then the Middle East or someplace. I mean, that's the wars that the Matthew is talking about. Yeah, possibly so. But there's also that war in man, that war between brethren. Do you understand mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Messiah goes on further in some parts of the scriptures and he talks about how the enemies of your own, your own enemies would be those of your own household. Right. See the wars that's going on in the man, you know, against each other, brother against brother. Wars and rumors of wars. Read. Seventh verse, for nation shall rise against nation and mm -hmm. kingdom against kingdom. See, these nations and these kingdoms against kingdoms and nations against nations. Go ahead, read. And there should be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. You think oh. maybe that COVID-19 is a pestilence by chance? Sure is. 
That's right. See, this is time, and this Matthews was during the time the Messiah over 2,000 years ago walked the earth plane. Now he's talking and describing a time that sounds very similar to today. Don't forget this. Don't forget that it, when you go back into the scriptures, you can find out what's happening now according to the things that Dr. Kinley has taught us through by this teaching. Go ahead, read. A verse, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Anybody been persecuted for the name of Yahshua Messiah? Mm. You know, you lose family members, friends, loved ones, all of that. See, I remember when I used to come in, when I first came to this class, I used to say some of your problems, that's when they'll start. You start calling out Yahshua. You know, we work in companies right now all day long. And I think I've testified to this before. Someone is saying, oh, thank you, Jesus and Lord and God. But let you say something about Yashu. Then they look at you like you've got, you turned green. You had horns come sticking out of your head. You see what I'm saying? You are not liked by that. You are talked about because of that. See, that's what we're saying. They will hate you for his name's sake. Read. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Read. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Now you see, now he said because of iniquity or apostasy. Now I looked up iniquity before and it meant one of the definitions was gross injustice. You ever notice how things are so unjust now? But because it shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So this is where we're at. That's the point that I wanted to in, in I wanted to uh, bring out. But go ahead and finish first another two verses or so. Mm -hmm. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Okay, read. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Now he said, now this gospel of the kingdom. Now everybody think they got the gospel of the kingdom. Oh, well, the previous speaker, and so since we got there, I need you to go over there to 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. What gospel is he talking about? Read. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Stand in the holy place. Okay, but now Resort. I need you to go over to 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, because we want to talk about this gospel. Mm -hmm. The Messiah said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness, and then the end shall come. Mm -hmm. What gospel? Mm -hmm. First, First Corinthians 15 and 1. Mm -hmm. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I've preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. So Paul is saying, I declare, brethren, and if you recall, Paul was one that persecuted the assembly of Yahshua the Messiah. As a matter of fact, he held the coat that Stephen had been, while he was being stoned. So he was a persecutor of those early day Yashuans, if you will. But 
as we know the story of Paul, Paul, Yahweh has set, already set him aside to know something. And so he had to blind Paul for three days and reveal to him through a vision. See, he had to show him. Paul didn't walk around the Messiah like some of the other apostles did, you know, at that time. But Paul was knocked down, blinded, and was revealed this truth or this gospel. And then Paul went about to preach this doctrine. And as you were, many of us who were in church, we were all, Paul was always referred to as the major prophet. You see what I'm saying? But now we know that Yahweh, you know, he don't have no major minor. But Yahweh worked with Paul, but he showed him. And Paul was convicted in what it was that he had seen. He said, so he's over here talking in, to the Corinthians scene over here. Moreover, brother, I'm declaring to you the gospel. And we thought the gospel was Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But Paul is saying, I'm declaring to you the gospel of Yahshua Messiah. See, read. I'm sorry. <clears throat> For I delivered unto you first of all that which I've also received. Read the verse right before that again. And it's the second verse. By which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I've preached unto you. So this Unless gospel, you are saved by it. If you keep it in memory, what was being preached to you. Now he's mm -hmm. telling you, this is what he's declaring. The Messiah over in Matthew said, this gospel shall be preached. What right. gospel? Now Paul is ready to tell us. We didn't know these things. We didn't learn these things in school, in church. Yahweh had to snatch us up out of the world, sit us down and show us something profound about himself with witnesses. So he goes over and he's saying now, finish the start at that verse again. Second verse. Mm -hmm. Also, you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you. <coughs> Excuse me. Unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I've also received, how that the Messiah died for our sins, according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. So the gospel that Paul is bringing out here, the gospel that you are saved by, the gospel that you stand in, Mm -hmm. The gospel that if you keep it in memory, you're saved by it. Right. That gospel, he said, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that that I, that I received. Mm -hmm. How the Messiah died. So this is a gospel. How he died. Read. And was buried. Buried. And how that the Messiah died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Now you see that? That's the gospel. I'm sorry if I messed that up being really wordy, because sometimes it just simply has to be said. But I want to stress that this that was given to us from the beginning is what's gonna is what took us out of death, hell, and the grave before, and it's gonna be the same thing that's gonna take us out of death, hell, and the grave again. It was back then when we were preaching death, burial, resurrection, preaching the gospel, maintaining the preaching of this beautiful truth. See, 
We were standing in it. We were able to be saved in it. Anywhere and any place you went, no matter where you went, the same thing was being taught. You can go to any school and you'll hear this beautiful teaching of Yahshua Messiah, how he, how he came in and died for our sins, how he was buried and how he resurrected the third day according to the scriptures. See, we saw that, we understood it and doing and understanding the death, burial, and resurrection increased our faith, caused us to have some faith in what the Messiah was saying and what he did. Now we know that the death, burial, and resurrection or that death, burial, and resurrection is synonymous to blood, water, and spirit. These are the Messiah's witnesses that he done laid out. See, just showing you how he came in to do it. See, how he, how he did it. You see what I'm saying? He gonna shed some blood. He's gonna be, he's gonna, uh, there's gonna be a principle of some water there. And then the spirit or the resurrection, you see what I'm saying? Synonymous to each other. So the Messiah came in to do this and they're his witnesses. So I need you to go over there for me, if you will. Well, let me just go back because the previous speaker was talking about Noah over there. See, and when you go over there to Noah, that story of Noah is so beautiful. You know, it's just showing them there how that, that death passed upon or that death came as a result. Yahweh had looked at the times that it was in and he said that the end of all flesh had come before him. Let man's days be 120. So he's going to destroy the earth with water. So he caused Noah to build that ark, see? And when he, as the previous speaker has said, see, Noah, even understanding the building of that ark was through by a vision that Yahweh had given Noah. And Yahweh has shown Noah how that his, him, his wife, his three sons, and his son's wives were going to be the eight souls. And that's what the book calls it, souls. They don't say eight persons, but eight souls were going to enter into that ark. Now, there was a world that was created and populated back then. But eight souls were saved in that ark when Yahweh destroyed the world that first time. And we know that the age and world are synonymous. So this was an age, the end of an age, just as it was the end of a world back then. You see what I'm saying? And Yahweh showed Noah in a vision that his sons and his son's wives and Noah and his wife were going to be in the ark. But at the time that Yahweh came to him and revealed that to him, Noah didn't have any sons. They weren't even born. Let alone have wives. Right. So Yahweh had already purposed way back when who was going to be in the ark. He knew it was not going to be anyone else in the ark. Now Noah went out preaching that. Because why? Because he was convicted in what Yahweh had shown him or revealed to him. He know what he saw and he went about preaching that the world was going to be destroyed for 120 years. He's preaching out there what? The death, it's gonna be, people gonna die. You're gonna be buried in it. See, and then there's gonna be a resurrected, resurrection. You see what I'm saying? So Noah's doing that, see? But that death, as the previous speaker said, is pointing to another death. 
That burial and resurrection is pointing to another burial and resurrection. It's pointing or talking about Yahshua the Messiah. So sure enough, all mankind did die in that. I acknowledge the bell. Thank you. All mankind did die in that ark. If you can bring up this chart a little bit. There you go. See, they did. It did do that. You see what I'm saying? They died or either the, the waters came. And when Noah got into that ark, as we read over there in the scripture, say that Yahweh shut that door seven days before the waters came. So you can envision the seven days prior to the waters even coming, that people could be out there bamming on the doors. But Yahweh had already shared. Yahweh already knew who was going to be in the ark. And that's why he actually had the spirit of Yahweh, the spirit of Elohim to close the door. That one door he spoke about, that door had to be closed by the spirit of Yahweh. Noah didn't close that door because Noah didn't have the ability to close it nor open it. So if anybody was coming up to say, babe, Noah, please let us in. Noah couldn't let nobody in. You see what I'm saying? He didn't have an option in the, in the situation. But Yahweh or the spirit closed that door and that rain came 40 days and 40 nights. And that ark resurrected on top of Mount Ararat. See, in other words, it survived the waters or that flood. You see that? So there was a death, see, that all mankind died. They were buried in that ark and the spirit of Yahweh just caused it to resurrect on up all of there on, on top of that mountain. You see what I'm saying? Then you go over here to Abraham. These are events in our scriptures and we sometimes thought them to be just beautiful Bible stories, but they're pointing to Yahshua the Messiah who is gonna come in and die and be buried and then resurrect the third day. You see what I'm saying? And these principles are tight in here. And when we're looking at it, you can't get away from it. So now we know that Abraham, self thing. Now we gotta go real fast here. The Abraham, see, he know that his, him, him and his wife at their old age, Yahweh had promised them that he would, they would, he would give them a son, gave them a son. You see what I'm saying? And then after that son gets up at a particular age, now Sarah's beyond time childbearing age. They're 90 and 99, I think, or somewhere around that age. They're pretty old. But Yahweh had promised that he would have a seed by Sarah, that child through Sarah. And that's what Yahweh did because he's not slack concerning his promise. So true enough, Sarah did conceive, see. And then after a period of time, when Isaac got to be a certain age, Yahweh told him, take your son, your only son, and offer him up to me. And the book, when you read it, we can't get it, but you can go back and read yourself. Yahweh, did the book talk about Yahweh, Abraham didn't even stagger with the words of Yahweh. Why? Because Abraham had already seen Isaac raised from the dead. Sarah had a dead womb. So he's already saw that. So when Abraham takes his son and his son is carrying the wood up into the mountains so that he might be sacrificed, Abraham has to say to his men, remain here or tarry here until me and the lad return. He's going up there to kill his son. So what is he talking about until we return? Why? as we was taught in this school through by what Dr. Kenley had revealed to us through by the vision that had been given to him that Abraham already had Isaac dead, buried and resurrected right in the confines of his own mind. You see what I'm saying? And that's why he can say, tarry here until me and the lad return. So you got a principle of that death, burial, resurrection right there. 
Now, I just want to say in conclusion, because my time is up, is that Yahweh has placed us in a period of time that has transpired on the earth before. Yahweh at the end of, or at the beginning of this age, if you will, you see, after the outpour of the Holy Spirit, those boys over there was preaching the gospel of Yahshua Messiah, and they were threatened not to preach this doctrine, not to preach in the name of Yahweh, not to preach in the name of Yahshua the Messiah after they had healed the man at the gate beautiful. And they threatened the, those men not to do that. Well, you got all the way down here, we're going to have to have some threatenings about this, that, or the other when it comes to preaching this doctrine. See, what was happening in the beginning is now happening in the end of this age. See, and if you go on down through the ages and dispensation, you'll find out how that, that old negative spirit, he's raising and rearing his ugly head up every chance he can get. And so this is what he's doing now and telling you, see, it's a form of nullifying the preaching of the gospel. See, many in some of these classes here, they don't even want to use the name of Yahshua the Messiah. Instead, they want to call him somebody else's name. See, their Dean's name or Dr. Kenley's name. They don't want to use Joshua. Why? Because Joshua is salvation. His name means Yahweh is salvation. And as I had the scripture, can't get it read now, over there in Philippians, I called it. See, he had given him a name above every name. And then the scripture goes on, and I want to end right there. Just go ahead and get Philippians for me over there. Joshua Messiah. And then I'll be down. I'm just, I'm glad to be able to have something to say. I hope maybe somebody is getting something out of what was said. Do you have that scripture, please? Yes, that's Philippians 2, and I'll um, go to where you need it. Um, 10. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, let me start at 9. Wherefore, Yahweh also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Yahshua the Messiah, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Now you see that? See, he's given him a name above every name. Why? Because in his name is salvation. And then the book goes on to say at the name, at the name of Yahshua the Messiah, look, every knee is going to bow to that. It's going to be either while you're in this flesh or while you're not in the flesh, but we will bow. And so we ought to want to bow while we can, while we have the opportunity to bow. That's what Yahshua is saying to me. Mm -hmm. Give all praises and glory to Yahshua Messiah. Acknowledge him. Stand firm in the gospel of Yahshua. He has triumphed over everything. He will triumph over these trials and tribulations. He will triumph over those who try to nullify, to cut us off of Zoom and every place else where it, it is prohibiting us to preach the gospel of Yahshua the Messiah. Yahweh will triumph over that. Fear not, brethren. Let us stand firm and endure these times that we're in because Joshua has not made any mistakes. He has not, he has not forgotten that we are here. His son, his spirit, he's placed it in vessels. So I look towards Joshua Messiah for all things. And I just want to encourage the brethren every opportunity I can to be strong in this gospel of Yahshua and the faith of Yahshua Messiah in the Holy Spirit. Be strong in that. Be confident in that. And I want to thank you for the time. If you've got anything out of what I said, 
all praises truly do go to Yahshua Messiah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Nelson. And for our next speaker, it's a pleasure to call on Dr. Elena Brazil. Give her a second. That. You say that. Hello, it's Elena Brazil. And I'm yes. sorry if I was asleep, so I have to take a pass. Okay. Thank you for calling me. Thank you, Dr. Brazil. And Dr. Rhonda Brazil, don't go anywhere because you're our next speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I am. Um, I am thankful to Yashua as well to have the opportunity to have anything to say, anything to think or anything to do that pertains to the gospel of the kingdom of Yahshua, the Messiah. We were um, enveloped in teaching all morning this morning, listening to Dr. Kinley's lectures um, where he just in utter simplicity goes through what it is that happened to him when he received the divine vision and revelation from Yahweh that instructed him about the things pertaining to the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom of Yahshua Messiah. He was a minister in the church of God in Christ for 15 years prior to having the vision and revelation given to him from Yahweh himself. So Yahweh is the one that truly instructed about these things that we now are able to freely talk about. And it is imperative that we remember that the objective is to help someone find and know Yahweh as he really is and as he actually exists along with the other aims and objectives, which is the objective that Yahshua Messiah gave at the beginning of the age. I had the opportunity to share the teaching with someone that I've talked to about the teaching for years and years and years. And this individual went through a lot of personal loss and found themselves in a lot of distress watching the world world's condition and going through their own health problems and Yahweh said in my heart that what was necessary was for this person to hear the gospel the gospel of Yahshua Messiah has healing effect not just in the spirit, but also in the natural. What was shown to me was that if your spirit or if your soul is unsettled, then your mind, of course, will be unsettled. Mm -hmm. If you have no peace in your soul, then your mind is going to have no peace. And you cannot come to peace in your soul through lies and tradition and deceit. Mm. That's not going to happen. You have many people who are out in the world 
embroiled in their religious concepts that they've been in for years and they have no peace or solace. You have people who have riches of this world and they find themselves in just as much torment as anybody else, a person who's homeless, taking their own lives and taking pills and drugs or doing whatever they can to try to soothe their inner man that is not at peace. And just like your physical body needs nourishment and rest, your spirit needs nourishment and rest. So I want you to get um, a couple of scriptures. And this is what I found myself talking about and Yahweh giving the words to say, because we don't know what to say. We don't know what combination of words works to open someone's heart and mind. Right. We don't know that. But Yahshua knows that. Yahweh knows what that is. And if Yahweh wants to reach someone, he knows what words to say. Mm. So get um, this scripture, get First Thessalonians, I think it is one and seven, mm. or two and seven. To you who are troubled, mm -hmm. then I want you to get, um, well, actually before that, get the words of the Messiah. And was, um, this is what we started with. Matthew 11 and 26, started 26. Matthew 11 and 26. Mm -hmm. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. Go one verse up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, 25th. Mm -hmm. At that time, Yahshua answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, ruler of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it is seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Now that lets you know why it is or how it is that we came to know anything about Yahweh. Yahweh has hidden these things from the wise and the prudent. The people in the world. And many times we were reflecting on how the churches did not preach and are not preaching the things that were discussed within minutes of an encounter that we had, a conversation. These things are not preached in churches. And I reflected on that about the vehicle that Yahweh established these schools to be able to talk about these things. There's no place in the world that talks about these things that can describe and discuss the things pertaining to Yahweh. We're the only organization in the world that can do this. And that's why it's worth fighting for. There's nothing else that can do this. And Dr. Kinley said that. He said, they don't allow us to teach it in their churches. So that's why we had to set up a school. So here, he says that Yahweh hid this from the wise and the prudent and showed it unto babes. 
and no man knows the father except the son and no man knows the son save the father and no one knows the father but whom the son reveals him that's who's revealed these things to us as the son yashua the messiah or the holy spirit keep reading mm -hmm. come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden now and are you laboring are you heavy laden? Are you burdened with things in this world? Yahshua Messiah said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. Go ahead and read on. And I will give you rest. Take right. my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now that's what gives us rest. Right. What he said. This is what I was imparting, what Yahweh was imparting. I'm sitting and listening to his words, just like this person is. Mm -hmm. This is what gives you rest. Learning of Yahweh. This is what gives your soul rest. This is what your soul needs to be fed. This is what your soul needs to be comforted. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Mm -hmm. Read on. Mm -hmm. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. That's what he meant, too. Mm -hmm. You will find rest unto your souls. Dealing mm -hmm. with this world, dealing with what you think you want to materially attain, mm -hmm. dealing with whatever you think you want to forge as a relationship. Dealing with anything from a physical standpoint will not give you rest. What Yashua is saying here is what he means. This is what will give you rest. Read on. Mm -hmm. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh-huh. Okay, now go to Thessalonians. That's uh, Second Thessalonians uh, 1 and I'll start at um, 5. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, four, four, so that, sorry, three, we are bound to thank Yahweh always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth, mm -hmm. so that we ourselves glory in you in this assembly of Yahweh, for your mm -hmm. patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. Mm -hmm. which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of Yahweh. Now, listen, mm -hmm. no one's being persecuted, but the sons of Yahweh. Mm. Mm. They've never sought to kill anybody, but those that preach the truth. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to stop anything until you told the truth. Or threatened to tell the truth. Mm then they want to shut that down. You understand? That's who it is that's persecuted. Read on. This verse, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of Yahweh, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of Yahweh, for which ye also suffer. Mm -hmm. Seeing it is a righteous thing with Yahweh to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. 
And to you who are troubled, rest with us. Mm-hmm. When Yahshua the Messiah shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels and flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not Yahweh and that obey not the gospel of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Now, Paul is saying, you rest assured, see, ain't nobody going to get away with anything. He's going to recompense tribulation on them that trouble you. And you rest with us. You understand? Go over to um, Hebrews 4 and 1. What was, what, was, what was amazing about the experience was taking the things that Yahweh had delivered to us. Such things as knowing the true name of the Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Explaining that there is no J in the Hebrew language to this day. That there was no J in the Greek, Latin, or Hebrew languages ever. That when Yahshua Messiah was crucified, as it says over there in Matthew 27th chapter, and it's also reflected, we got the scripture Luke 23 in 38, I believe it was, where it talked about the inscription or superscription that was written over Yahshua's head in Greek, in Latin, and in Hebrew. And how any depiction that you ever see of the crucifixion, it has written over the Messiah's head on the cross, I-N-R-I, that was supposed to that is the Greek rendition and, and lettering of Yahshua of Nazareth, King of the Jews, Greek and Latin. And there's no J up there. There's an I, N-R-I. And in expressing that I had a King James Version 1611 edition that we could buy at Walmart for $4.95. I was expressing that to um, this person and their family. And one of their family members said, yeah, I got one too. There's no J's in that. That's right. I have been saying that to this person before their family member walked in. A family member walked in and confirmed these things. They had looked into these things. They had even told their family <laughs> about it. But, you know, Yahweh in his time has to open up a person's ears and heart and mind. Right. You have to wait for that. Mm-hmm. You can't force them to hear it. Right. But I thought about the fact that um, I've known this person for nearly 30 years. I've talked to this person for most of that time about this teaching. They're within two degrees of separation from this gospel. And suffering that suffering is what was necessary for them to hear what happened, you know, uh, this teaching. Hopefully Yahweh will allow that, that seed to germinate because any and all kinds of adversity is going to come to try to snatch that away. But if mm-hmm. Yahweh will, if it's his purpose, that may 
spring forth to something to his glory. I, I, I really, and, and what was amazing is that you, your desire was for someone to understand what was amazing was watching the simplicity of these things that we have heard so often spark in a person newness of life and understanding. It was awesome just to see the transformation before your very eyes. The things that Peter discussed with Cornelius, what happened to him, what he saw the people saw with him and we talked about that because they raised about water baptism okay aren't we supposed to be water baptized yasha has never commanded any gentile to be water baptized neither did peter baptize those that were at cornelius's house who were gentiles in acts the 10th chapter you read and you see that peter preached about yasha messiah he preached the name of Yahshua the Messiah, which is what Yahshua commissioned them to do. In the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19, he said, go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name, teaching them to observe all things that I said. He never said baptize them in water. He said, baptize them in the name. When he told them, and I want you to get this right quick, Luke 20, I know you're holding Hebrews 4, but Luke 24, um, and start at 47 and read down. And that might be the end of it. Luke, Luke 24, 44 and read down to 47. That's what I want okay. Luke 24 and 44. Mm -hmm. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Mm -hmm. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooves the Messiah to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, mm -hmm. and that repentance and remissions of sin should be preached in his name among yeah. all nations. Right. That's what he commissioned them to do. He didn't tell them to teach them to keep the Ten Commandment law. He didn't tell them to water baptize nobody. He didn't tell them to collect tithes. He told them to preach remission and forgiveness of sins in his name. And that's why knowing what his name is, is imperative. When we were discussing the name, one of the young people said, you mean like Joshua in the Old Testament? Now that right there, that connection was what we have come to understand in this teaching when we were given the true name, when the name was reintroduced, when the name was, was put before us, when we were baptized in the name, now you can make a connection that you never could make when you thought he was Jesus. And Hebrews 4 chapter is one of the scriptures that identify this connection that Yahshua 
who was born through the Virgin Miriam, that's a Hebrew name that was given to that Hebrew woman, Miriam. He was not given a Greek name by an angel from heaven to his Hebrew mother. He, the angel's not going to speak Greek to the woman. She's Hebrew. He's not going to speak late Latin to her. She's Hebrew. He's going to speak Hebrew to a Hebrew woman and gave her a Hebrew name, Yahshua, which means Yahweh is salvation, for he shall save his people from their sins. This very name, Yahshua, is the very name you find in the Old Testament with Moses that the world has rendered Joshua. There's no J in the Hebrew language. So that's Yahshua back there. And that's why he writes. That's why it is written in John that the Messiah recited to them. You search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. But they are they to testify of me. If you believe Moses, you would have believed me because Moses wrote of me. Literally, he wrote of the one Yahshua back there with him. And that connection is only gleaned and understood by understanding the true name. That's how important it is to understand the true name. And not just, you know, it's not just some word to say, but it's the demonstration of Yahweh's power that he does exactly like he said he does. He lays down his life that he might pick it up again. He was back there with Moses and he walked through time. This isn't the only time he manifested in physical form back there, Miriam. And that wasn't the last time he manifested in physical form. In fact, as you read that he knocked Paul down on the road to Damascus and told him or asked him, Saul, Saul, why dost thou persecute me? That's the only ones that are persecuted or ones that preach the gospel, the truth. Why does thou persecute me? And Saul, being a faithful Pharisee, who was very well versed in the law and the prophets, though he was a eunuch and he couldn't study in the in the congregation like everyone else because he was a eunuch. And so when when Yahshua knocked him down and said, "Why does thou persecute me?" Saul was around there arresting those that were preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was around knocking in, in the head men and women, taking them in the bars. So he said, well, who are you? He says, I'm Yahshua Nazareth, whom you crucify. It's hard to kick against the pricks. Now, wait a minute. I thought you were already dead. I'm not doing nothing to you. I'm doing it to these people that believe in you and proclaim you. But see, that's who, had, that's who they had become. They had become him when he put his spirit in them. They were members of his body. And just like your body has the same name as your head, let's hope. Then he and those that were in the body having bear the name Yahshua of whom all the family of heaven and earth are called, Paul later wrote and understood after he had to have his own vision and revelation after three days being put on straight street. And then he understood who it is that's manifest 
in the flesh. That's what John on the Isle of Patmos is writing in John, 1 John 4th chapter. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit, whether they are of Yahweh. Every spirit that confesseth that Yahshua Messiah is come in the flesh is of Yahweh. Well, what flesh? What are we talking about? Is come in the flesh. That spirit that confesses that Yahshua Messiah is the Holy Spirit now made manifest in the hearts and minds. That's him come in the flesh. Yahshua can't be off on the sun, moon, and stars and up in the, in the, in the clouds waiting to come back. And this is what will give you rest when you learn that. Learn the gospel of the kingdom that Yahshua the Messiah is always and has always been present with his body. He's the head of the assembly. He hasn't cut off the head and gone somewhere. You don't have no body that can survive with his head cut off. So Yahshua is with us and in us. And that's the thing that's doing any understanding of this. That's what's doing any retention of this. That's what's doing any recognition of the truth and adhering to the truth. Is Yahshua manifest in the flesh, not the flesh next door and the flesh across country, but in your body and in your spirit, which are his. That's what this kingdom is about. You've been translated into and that is what anybody out here in this world needs to hear. But Yahweh, again, he will lead and guide you to who it is that you will talk to about this teaching. This is not stopped. The spreading of this gospel of the kingdom has not stopped. What you saw manifested at the beginning of this age, those people, those disciples that went out, after Yahshua commanded them with this, this very uh, commission here in Luke, the 24th chapter that you're reading, with the great commission in Matthew 28, 19. That's what they went about doing. After they received power on high, that's the most important thing. And Dr. Kelly, in one of these lectures that we were listening to this morning, he was given a person a minister's license. And he was saying that the, the laws of the state uh, require that you get this license. But he said, I want to tell you, and I want to tell you all this. It's not any good. He said, it's not worth anything. He said, your license and the authority to preach the gospel is in here. He said, it's in here. And you, can, you know, we know we're, we're right there in that class with them. And we know he's pointing to your heart and your mind. He said, the Holy Spirit is what gives you the license and the authority to preach it. He said, but since they require a license, here it is. He said, everybody laugh. But that's what it is. And that has not stopped. As this devil continues to lie and keep people in bondage to fear, both in this organization, out in the world, it is more imperative than ever that we preach exactly what it is that Yahweh showed to us. If he's given us the heart 
and the spirit to adhere to the truth, then we have to preach it just as it is. And, and Yahweh doeth the work. He's the one that's doing the work. It's not your vessel that's doing the work, but he has imbued within you the spirit to have these things preached. It's more important than ever. It's more important than ever, especially when they're trying to snuff it out. That's more important than ever. Just as Paul encountered, he said, who art thou? He says, I am Yahshua. It's hard to kick against the pricks. You think you're going to do something. You're not going to do anything. I acknowledge your five-minute bell. I want to end with Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And you can go down a little bit where he talked about, well, start at one because he talks about this rest. That's Hebrews 4 and 1. <clears throat> Let us therefore fear, lest they promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Now to get the true context of what Paul is saying, you got to go back into Hebrews the third chapter. But he was talking about the children of Israel with Moses and how they acted amok. And Moses was faithful. But and they were, they were taken into that rest by Yahshua. Go ahead and read on. Mm -hmm. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Mm -hmm. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and Yahweh did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached enter not in because of unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. For if Yahshua had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? Now there, if you're reading in a King James Version, it will say right there, now if Jesus had given them rest, and right. if you're margin translator, you have a little letter next to Jesus, and it'll take you to the margin translator and show you that that's Joshua, mm -hmm. which is Yahshua. It was no J. So it talked about when Yahshua, and this is the important thing, Yahshua is the one that had to take them into Canaan land, into their inheritance, into their rest. Same thing here. Yahshua has to take us into those heavenly places and into that rest. So if Yahshua, he's talking about back there, when they entered into Canaanite, if he had given them rest, then he wouldn't have spoken of another day. But he right. spoke another day because that was not the reality. And it's important for us down here now to remember anything physical, this entire physical realm is not the reality. There's a realm beyond this one that is the real, the mm -hmm. spirit realm. And we are translated into that realm now. And our objective is to help 
as many others as we can to enter into this rest and peace in Yahshua the Messiah that we have enjoyed. I hope you got something out of it. Thank you for your time and all praise to Yahshua Messiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Brazil. And that brings a conclusion to today's lecture. We will have a brief announcement from the secretary, Dr. Shirley Nelson. Uh, hello again, everyone. I just wanted to remind everyone again that starting next week, Tuesday, this, this upcoming Tuesday, the Soundful Branch will begin their lectures at uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time and will run to 8.30 p.m. And that's on Tuesday and Thursday, beginning next week from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Sunday's classes will remain the exact same time as it was today, that's from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And also from our audiovisual uh, department, uh, announcement uh, that they want me to make is, can you, or excuse me, we are currently updating our YouTube channel. The old videos will appear as we are able to update them. New videos will be posted as usual. And this announcement will be made again as well. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nelson. Uh, that bring, brings the conclusion to today's class. We will now have doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong all glory, majesty, dominion, and power for all times, now and ever, let us all say, hallelujah. 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 hallelujah.